You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello. This is Brooke DeVard, and you are listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. This episode is all about food and nutrition, which may seem random because this is a beauty podcast, but in fact, I think that what you eat is so important for your overall looks. I think the products you put on your skin and the makeup you use to cover up any imperfections is important, but it is not half as important as what you're eating. And that's why I'm really excited about my guest today, Danny. She has really um, done a complete overhaul for her own diet and what she eats and what she can and cannot tolerate. And she took an almost um, scientific approach to figuring out um, how to care for herself and how to figure out what foods were best for her. I was really inspired by it. Um, We were uh, together this past weekend and we just started talking about it casually and I said, okay, you have to come on the podcast. I think again, for me, one of the reasons why I was inspired to create this podcast was because I wanted that open, honest discussion I think that there is so much BS out there, especially when it comes to nutrition. There is always a new diet, a new vitamin you should be taking, some new superfood you should be adding in your smoothie to jumpstart weight loss. I was um, getting a pedicure the other week. I was reading one of those bad magazines like Us Weekly, People, and they had celebrities say what they ate for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then a nutritionist would weigh in with these like really kind of bitchy comments like, She's really good in the morning, but you know she should really restrict carbs after 6 p.m. And it feels like there are just all of these rules. And I honestly think that food and your relationship with food is deeply personal. And that's why I want to have Danny on to talk about her own personal story. I don't want to have experts on my podcast. It's not about these are the rules you should follow. It's about sharing. It's about talking. I think food for me has been... It's something that I'm constantly learning about and I'm constantly educating myself and testing and adjusting. But to be honest with you guys, food is also something that I'm constantly struggling with. I definitely have an addiction to sugar. And like I'm kind of laughing as I'm saying it because it sounds so dramatic to say I'm a sugar addict. But I can honestly say that having been off sugar and like, you know, kick the habit and just I felt so much better, but then I just fall off the bandwagon again and go into this cycle of craving it and then I cut it out again and then it's, I honestly wish I could get rid of it for the rest of my life and maybe one day that will happen. Um, Overall, I think I'm healthy, but I'm still always learning. I'm I'm inspired by other people that have gotten their act together and have really kind of great, um, healthy approaches to their nutrition. So I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Me now. 
Um, so in the intro, I talked a little bit about how you took this almost uh, scientific approach to your beauty routine. Um, and I really want to get into your own personal story. But before we begin, what do you think the connection is between food and beauty? And do you think you can be truly beautiful if you're not eating right? That's a really good question. Um, I think that they are they are inextricably linked. Yeah. Um, my whole thing, which we can obviously get into later, is, is healing from the inside out. Mm -hmm. So I think that you don't feel good um, and you don't look your best self if yeah. you're not eating properly. Totally. Um, and it really, really does make a difference. So... I think that there's no way you to can't have be one your best self yeah, without it. Yeah, so I was thinking about it, and I thought like maybe models were the exception. But if you look at like even like the low-level models, the ones that are like not eating and just smoking cigarettes, they look horrible. I mean, we live in New York <laughs> City, right? Like you see models up close. Like they're not attractive. Like their skin looks like – it's just – I think the models that take it seriously, like the Naomi's and the Christy Turlington's, like they're eating right to look oh, that yeah. good. Yeah. The ones that are starving themselves, like they may like photograph well, but they don't look good in person. So I really don't think it's possible to be beautiful unless you're eating well. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it too could be genes. There are people who are definitely true, luckier. True. Yeah. Um, but I think if you don't feel good, um, you're not going to look you're not going to look like you feel good. You totally, know? <laughs> totally. So you got really serious about your nutrition. So like, take me back to the beginning of what prompted you to start doing this kind of like investigative journalism on yourself <laughs> and what you were eating like before versus what you eat like now. Oh God. Okay. So my whole life, I always ate anything that was in front of me and a lot of what was in front of me was junk. Okay. I had a really good snack closet growing up yodels, Cheetos, yeah, okay. bagels, all of that. Everything. Yeah. So I would have two sandwiches for lunch and then a bag of goldfish okay. or Funyuns. Okay. I mean, you name yeah. it, the nastiest stuff. Yeah. Um, in college, drank a lot yeah, of alcohol, obviously. like most yeah. college kids do. Ate a lot of junk, ate yeah. a lot at night. Yeah. Um, and throughout all of this, I don't think I really noticed that I wasn't feeling great, but I mm. definitely had specific things that were going on mm. that I think I used other excuses right. to, to justify. So I had a lot of food allergies. I was yeah. allergic to a lot of things mm -hmm. that were good for me, mm. like fruit. Interesting. Um, You're allergic to fruit? Not anymore. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay. Um, some. But I was very allergic to strawberries, apples, peaches, pears. Interesting. I mean, lots of fruit. Interesting. Um, and a couple of nuts as well. Mm, okay. So that I, I just thought was in my yeah. genetics. Yep. Um, my sister also had the same allergies, so we kind of figured that's just who Got we were. Um, and I also had really bad reflux. So not heartburn, but growing oh, wow. up I could hear it and I could feel it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and I never thought I had total unawareness about what any of this was right. coming from. right. So when I graduated from college, I was actually living with my sister, mm -hmm. who was starting to get into cooking at the time. Okay. Um, and she also had these allergies. She was allergic to, well, she didn't realize it was an allergy, but she would eat eggs and pass out for like Whoa. an entire day. Okay. So her boyfriend at the time, fiance now, um, 
was super into nutrition and into kind of evolving your body and figuring mm-hmm. out all these different ways mm-hmm. to change your body. So he told her to try 30 days of no grains, mm-hmm. no processed foods, no sugar, no legumes. Yep. So the whole 30 essentially. Yep. I've heard, um, don't they call this like 30 for 30 or something? I don't know. There was a girl um, when I was working at Ralph Lauren in my office who did it, and she was saying how she was like on day four. She's like, so far it's going great. But yeah, you like eliminate 30 things for 30 days. Okay, yeah. so, so your sister did it first. Yeah, so okay. she used the whole 30. It could be the same exact yeah. diet as the other one. but um, So she did it, and I was living with her at the time, and she was cooking a lot. Yeah. And I was home a lot because I just graduated, so I was mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. interning and yeah. whatever. Um, so I figured... I'm going to do this with you because you're a great cook. Yeah. Yeah. And this is easy. So I was lucky enough to have that food accessible to me Mm -hmm. um, and have somebody kind of to do with me. Yeah. And then 30 days later, I completely binged on stuff that was not allowed in the 30 (laughs) days. And my body just rejected it entirely. Like I felt absolutely horrible. And I felt the way I felt was what I had been feeling when I was younger. So it was kind of reminiscent of okay. the way my body felt all along, and I just never really knew. You never connected the dots. So in that 30 days, how did you feel? Amazing. Really? Yeah, really amazing. Really. And how long did it take before it started amazing? Like, I'm sure the first week was hard. It was hard. It was definitely hard, but the thing with that diet or kind of lifestyle type of mm-hmm. diet is that it feels really sustainable Mm. so I almost felt like I was eating more right and more things that were more nourishing yeah so I don't think it was as difficult as as something like a juice cleanse is where you really feel deprived right Right. and we still kind of I definitely have a sweet tooth Mm -hmm. and we would make up for that with berries and coconut flakes and right dark chocolate or right. something in a tiny amount yeah, of it. that sounds delicious. Yeah. yeah, and then you kind of don't crave that stuff mm-hmm. anymore because you've gotten rid of it. Yeah. So... And it I, helps also, I think, to do it with someone so that you, you feel accountable. You know, because sometimes it's hard to do it on your own. Yeah. yeah. I would have had to, like, hide yeah. and... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you fell off after the 30 days. You started feeling like crap. And then how did you kind of get back on? I think I realized, well, my sister never, I don't think she really ever fell off of it. So I kind of saw that she was still doing this. Um, And Greg, who the two of them who Mm -hmm. I was living with, he was also eating that way. So it it seemed like, why am I eating things that are making me feel like terrible all the time? So it wasn't really long that I had fallen Mm -hmm. off. I think it was probably a couple of meals that I had where I immediately felt the effects. And I just never ate that stuff again. Wow. So now when I fall off, it's it's probably like a portion control thing or right. now I'm eating things that are still in within that diet right. that are right. technically approved right. but too much of them. Right. Like right. nuts and nut yeah. butters and yeah. nothing <laughs> dried to feel fruit. nothing to feel that guilty about. No. So so what do you not touch now? Like what 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 won't you eat? I a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> um I won't eat I won't eat anything that has any processed... Okay. Nothing processed. Yeah. No added sugar. Um, okay. I usually don't eat anything if it has sugar in it unless it's mm-hmm. naturally occurring like fruit. Fruit. Yeah. Okay. Um, the only times that I'll have sugar is if it's something that's home-baked and I know exactly what's mm-hmm. in it. Like maple syrup is the sweetener. Right. Um, and even that I know isn't great mm-hmm. for me to have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which is funny that I've gotten to that point <laughs> yeah. where maple syrup is, yeah. right. is bad for me. Um, I won't eat anything that has grains in it. So okay. no, no gluten, but also no oats, no wheat. Interesting. Um, I won't eat artificial sweeteners. That kind yeah. of falls what into the What about fried sugar. food? I don't really eat fried food either, yeah. only because I think a lot of the time it's breaded. Yep. Sure. Um, like hidden bread. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't eat anything that contains like canola oil or vegetable oils wow. um, or soybean oil. And most of the times at restaurants, that's what they're frying the food in. So I, I stay away from that. Yeah. So restaurants are so tough. And I definitely want to talk about your sister's place that I just experienced this weekend and it was amazing. But it's so. Even as I, so I eat meat, but I try to eat organic meat, but I also don't want to be that person at the restaurant that's like, I'm interested in your chicken, like, give me the background on the chicken, you know, but yeah. it's so hard when you go out to eat to know what they're putting in the food. Totally. It's, yeah. I've become really comfortable with being the most annoying person <laughs> at the table. Yeah, but you have to be to advocate <laughs> yeah. for yourself. It's not worth it to me yeah. to eat something that has soybean oil in mm -hmm. it or has breadcrumbs in mm -hmm. it to thicken it and feel horrible all yeah. night so I always ask you ask so what kind of um, questions do you ask like what is this cooked in even if well so usually if I order something like eggs for breakfast mm -hmm. I say can you cook it in butter can you cook right. it in olive oil right because okay. most places are not doing that right. and they will they'll right. do it for you um if I order meatballs I always yeah. ask is there flour in this or soup is there flour in it interesting um even fish sometimes there's a lot of restaurants where they're using a base that's to thicken it they're using flour or it's breaded and you mm. don't know breadcrumbs on your salad so I always I mean really anything I ask yeah <laughs> um yeah it's it's tricky and so what struck me about caravan so you walk in it's like this beautiful cute little like it almost looks like a cottage it's just like dropped in on the main street and it's Amagansett yeah. right um they have those like buckets of like different vegetables that seem like fresh from that day so I think mm -hmm. when I walked in they had like these really cute little potatoes and zucchini and then there was like this little fridge with food that was made from the vegetables that they had brought in and it just exactly. felt like how have we gotten so far away from eating this way that, that this feels novel I'm sure that there was a time probably unfortunately 50 60 years ago <laughs> that like all of the places on Main Street were like that um, and it's really nice to see this return back to the ingredients and like sourcing them locally yeah. well how did your sister go from like eating really healthy like cooking really healthy to then opening a restaurant so I think her whole thing when she became really conscious of what she mm -hmm. was feeding herself was that there's this whole other level to this yeah. which is where the food is coming from mm -hmm. and it's one thing to cut out tons from your diet but it's yeah. another thing to make sure that what you're keeping in your diet is is yeah coming from a place that's nearby and that's, so true. you know, that's mm -hmm. grass fed because at the end of the day, if I'm not eating grains and mm -hmm. I go out for dinner and I have a steak and it's yeah. a corn, corn fed, yep. then I'm eating grains. Yep. Um, same thing with fish. If it's not wild, yeah. I'm, I'm eating things that I wouldn't right. normally pick right. up to eat. Right. So I think the further she got into the cooking mm -hmm. and into the nutrition, the more she's finding out about kind of this, yeah. this movement. Um, and our modern diet is just so yeah. far removed yeah. from that yeah. and it's so harmful to us. Um, so I think she's worked really hard to make sure that whatever she does and whatever she feeds to people has that connection, that the food is coming from 
farmers who are really, really conscious about mm-hmm. what they're doing and how they're doing it and that it comes from nearby. And That's amazing. Yeah, and it's tricky now too because even living in New York City, everything says local, I organic, know. and know. you don't, I don't even know what that yeah. means half the time, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's hard. Um, There's a lot of marketing spin. Totally. I watched um, Chef's Table, I think it's called, on so Netflix, good. and I <laughs> saw the Dan Barber episode about Blue Hill at Stone Barns. I always mm-hmm. get the title. I think it's Blue Hill at Stone Barns Inn. It's in is. Hudson Valley. So for my birthday this year, August 3rd, I was like, this is where I want to eat. This is the only thing I want to do on my birthday. So after work, we, I went with my mom, my dad, my husband, my brother. We all ate there. It was the best meal of my life. So good. And there's something he says in the documentary that really strikes me. He says, you are what you eat, but you're also, he says, you are what you eat eats. Exactly. And it's like this whole chain about how it's not, a, you can't just stop with like what you're, what you're putting into your mouth it's like what did what you're eating put into their mouth or even the vegetables how are they being grown and we met him at the end of dinner I was like <laughs> fanning out it's like I'm just a chef but I think that it's it's such it, it is that next level it's like yeah. when you get beyond okay I'm not gonna eat crap anymore I'm gonna focus on the good stuff now how do I get the best stuff um exactly and I think that there's something to be said about kind of these I think a lot of people are moving Mm-hmm. towards that mm-hmm. um, a lot of restaurants are moving towards that but but it gets to a point where there's so much of it yeah. that it almost is like saturating mm-hmm. you know you don't know yeah it's hard to decipher yeah. yeah when we went to St. Lucia recently what really struck me have you been to St. Lucia? I haven't it's a beautiful beautiful island <laughs> but all of the like local people just like your average 25 year old guy like they all grow their own vegetables like in their backyard or like they'll go to their mom's house who's like grows them and just pick up some produce for the week. But this idea about growing your own vegetables, I mean, technically, like I've got a little outdoor space here, like mm-hmm. I could, I'm probably not going to. <laughs> um, do you think that people will ever go back to that? I think people are inherently lazy. Yeah, that's true. I think the way that food is so accessible to us now mm-hmm. makes that so hard. I mean, yeah. and other places outside of New York City yes I think so but I think the lifestyle that we live just like too fast-paced yeah I mean I personally I can't do that I don't even know how I have no (laughs) skill set for that whatsoever yeah yeah, yeah. I'm totally reliant on other people doing that yeah um but it's a shame because it really does taste so much better I mean even this past weekend my sister had carrots from a farm nearby Mm -hmm. the house and then we went to the supermarket and bought carrots to use for yeah. dinner because we weren't going to use mm-hmm. their produce. And you can really taste, taste the, the difference. difference. Like yeah. the supermarket mm. carrots that said organic yep. tasted super bland. Yep. And hers were sweet and mm. amazing. So it's sad. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is. But I think, I think what's so important about food and like our individual relationships with food is that you're always learning and testing. Like I think that every year, every month I start to learn a little bit more and implement healthier practices. Yeah. But I was talking earlier about kind of my kryptonite, which is sugar. Like sugar is my ultimate. Everyone's. It's, it's like an addiction that has just gripped me. And What's so sad about it is once I give into it, it's like almost like this little monster grows inside yeah. of you, like the sugar monster. And it's just like, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. I have me. that inside of me, yeah. And I just want it. I just want the monster <laughs> away. 
And, but what's worse is like when I cut it out completely, that's most of them when I create it more, then it becomes like, oh, I need to have well, sugar. And then, have. so it's just this constant cycle. Do you have like a kryptonite food or something that like you struggle with or are you just perfect and have no, the best diet ever? No, I, I struggle a lot with all of this. I mean, I know I say mm-hmm. it, it feels sustainable and yep. I don't feel hungry. Mm-hmm. I don't feel deprived, but I definitely struggle I don't think that I crave bagels anymore. I yeah. used to want to eat bread all the time yeah. and pasta all the time. Yeah. I don't want that necessarily, but I think I've found new replacements for mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like the the nut butters, for example. To me, I crave like a banana or a container of dried apricots mm. with a jar of almond butter. So that, that has become kind of my new sugar. Yeah. And I'll eat the whole jar yeah. and the whole container yeah. of apricots. So once I start, yeah. I can't stop. So yeah. instead of me craving now a, a pint of ice cream, mm-hmm. it's kind of moved on to right. things that are more like that, which they say a lot of people who try to go on a paleo diet or yeah. follow the Whole30, that the, the people who fail the most quickly or don't find success with it are the people who eat too much nut butter and too many dried mm-hmm. fruits because it has just as much sugar as any of the other stuff. Right. So sugars, it's a tough one. I think you just have to find a better alternative yeah. if yeah. you can. Yeah. I um, think for me the key is like not having bingeable foods in my home. Oh, like, I can't. I have, right now I have nectarines. I think I have like raspberries and blueberries in the refrigerator. If I eat those all tonight, it's fine. But, Those are so bingeable to me. Well, okay, but for like I'm not I'm not as far along on my journey as you. I also have like Tate's chocolate chip cookies right now. Mm-hmm. I had two last night after dinner. Like why? Like I shouldn't even have these in the house. But like my mom was a house guest. She brought them. I almost sometimes I wish. And we celebrated two birthdays um, in early August. It was my birthday and then my um, husband's brother's wife's birthday. We had two back to back: a red velvet cake and then a chocolate cake, like mm-hmm. in the house and. Eventually, I had to throw it away because I said, I will have a slice of cake every single night until it's gone. Yeah. So I just need to th- get get it out of here. No, I have this. I have the same exact thing. Even if it's made with, with coconut flour and yeah. almond flour and whatever, if I have 40 cookies in my kitchen, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to eat yeah. all of them. And that's yeah. no better. So yeah. I think, honestly, I don't know if I can even follow my own advice, mm-hmm. but I try it's sad, but I think it's all or nothing with that type of yeah. stuff. I think you have to be really honest with yourself about yeah. what your self-control yes, level is. Absolutely. I think it's, <laughs> I think willpower is overrated. It's about knowing yourself and know yourself well enough to know that you don't have the willpower yeah. and just don't. But that's what I was saying to you on Saturday. Like, what am I going to do when I have kids and there's like cereal in the house and like, no, it's, I'm just going to have to be like really difficult. Yeah. And I know people and I'm around them all the time who can have one scoop of ice cream or I'm one so handful jealous. of chocolate chips so jealous or, of those yeah, or one cookie and they're done. I am not like that. So I'm honest with myself. And if I, if I don't want to go down that path, yeah. I just stay away entirely. Just stay away. Yeah. You got to just stay yeah. away. Yeah. So I think with a lot of, um, I, I don't want to say restrictive, but like limited nutrition plans, the question people always have is like, so what do you eat, right? So people are mm-hmm. like, so you don't eat all of these things, so what do you eat? So like take me through, I know there's no typical day, but what do you usually have for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner? So 
breakfast, I usually have, I'm such a sucker for a sweet breakfast, mm. um, which I feel like most people, if I were to say I'm on a paleo diet and mm -hmm. you heard me say that, they would be like, she's a liar. The paleo <laughs> people are kind of crazy. It's like the CrossFit and paleo people are almost, they're in their own weird cult thing where they're just like, I don't know. I yeah. Don't. I think it, I think that it's, it's become this kind of trendy term paleo mm -hmm. when really I wish it wasn't because right. there's so many good things right. that come out right. of that diet. Right. And so much of what I eat really does follow those fundamental mm -hmm. guidelines. Mm -hmm. But I've basically taken that diet and sort of tweaked it to work for me. And yeah. I think that's what people have to mm -hmm. do. Um, so breakfast, I love something sweet. So I'll have, I love chia pudding. Ugh. Love it. Amazing. Um, and I put a grain-free granola on top and that berries. That delicious. It's so good. Um, and do you make it overnight? Like, how do you, do you make it yourself or do you Sometimes buy it? I make it myself. If I make it myself, I just soak it overnight in coconut milk. Mm. Um, you can blend the coconut milk with cinnamon and vanilla bean. Oh, and interesting. Some people use banana, which I try to stay away from also. Yeah. Bananas um, have so much sugar. It's so much scary. sugar. And yeah. dates too. Like, I was eating dates thinking I was healthy and then I like looked into the They're sugar content. so sugary. And I was yeah. like, I might as well have Twizzlers or totally. candy. Yeah. It's true. Um, so I, I try to keep it simple and mm -hmm. then I just soak them overnight. Okay. Um, otherwise there's a couple of places now I feel like that have it all the time. Yeah. Juice Press great. has amazing chia seed Juice pudding. Juice Press has it. Hugh Kitchen on 13th and 5th has great chia oh, pudding. Yeah. Although that has a lot of dates in it. Um, but I love that for yeah. breakfast. Sometimes I even have a protein bar, but super minimal ingredients. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which brands do you go to for protein bars? There's really only two that I eat because I yeah. find the rest are just, I, I mean. Yeah, they're filled they, with all this crap. Yeah, yeah, I can't even pronounce them. Yeah. Um, Rise Bar. Okay. They have a honey, almond, and whey protein, and okay. that's the only thing in it. Great. Um, and it's really filling. Okay. And then there's this other bar that's called, I think it's like an almond chocolate collagen bar. Oh, from Primal Kitchen. Yes. I have it in my pantry <laughs> right now. That's the one. Yes. I yes. love that one too. Um, so those two. Yeah. Or sometimes I have a smoothie. Yep. Um, and I have a go-to smoothie. It's like the only one that I ever and, drink. And what is that go-to? So I do coconut milk as the base mm -hmm. and then kale or arugula or spinach, mm -hmm. avocado. I've never put arugula in a smoothie. Does it? Because it's good. It's good? Okay. It's good I have to if, try that. You, if you put it with these other okay. things. Okay. So I do some sort of, of yeah. green. Um, and then lime, avocado, mm. mint, oh, cinnamon, wow. ginger. That sounds incredible. It's so good. That sounds so good. I have to try that. It's really good because I don't love green juices. Yeah, no. I think smoothies are better for you because it, it has fiber and it's like the whole food that's just been blended versus juice. You're extracting all that fiber and, and your you're body... And sugar. Yeah, your body just translates that as sugar. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is so interesting about the, like the primal bars, the collagen, almond, dark chocolate ones. I remember the first time, I actually tried them in my office first. Someone on my team who's very health conscious like ordered them and I thought they were kind of like chewy and like weird and I was just Sticky. like, oh my God, like these are kind of gross. But then I was like, wait, but I feel great and I don't have this like, you know how sometimes you eat those protein bars and you have like this rock in your stomach, like this yeah. gross, like, have you ever tried a Quest bar? Oh, yes. It, like when you're eating Bad. it, like if you think about it, 
and I know it's zero sugar, but like if you really focus on the flavors and what's happening in your mouth, you're like, this is so far from food. Oh no, I've had to go home from work <laughs> right, from like, eating a Quest bar. <laughs> so I had this dark chocolate and almond bar, and I was like, I actually feel great. I feel a little bit. It like did what a bar is supposed to do, and mm-hmm. so now that's why I love them. But sometimes it takes like shifting your mindset to get yeah. into these healthy foods. Yeah. I feel like it yeah. does, and I think now I'm so used to it that I forget right. that it's hard to do that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so lunch. What do you have for lunch? For lunch, lunch is a strange meal for me. Because so you're in the office. I'm in the office, and I actually find lunch to be really difficult Mm -hmm. because there's not that much around me that makes me feel good. Mm. And if I eat something that doesn't make me feel good at work, my day is shot. Wow, okay. I get super fatigued. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Can't function, so I'm really careful about lunch. So usually I keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Um, sometimes I just have salad with avocado and walnuts and apples and olive oil and lemon. That's nice. Um, and to me that's... Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's light and it's filling and it's Mm -hmm, good. mm -hmm. Um, other times I have weird concoctions. Like today I bought a jar of chicken liver pate. Oh my God. (laughs) Danny, you are speaking to my soul right now. I love chicken liver and everyone gives me the side eye. So good. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Who likes chicken leopard pate? I'm like, I... There's so much iron in it. It's so good for you. So good for you. And also, for some reason, like chicken liver is really inexpensive because I think no one really wants it. But um, do you know West Side Market? Yeah. They have. They always have amazing organic chicken liver that they I like do. saute with onions. And like everyone around me is like, why are you eating that? No, it's but so good. Chicken liver is so good. Okay. It's so good. And you can't get that yes, nutrition from exactly, other things. Exactly. It has um, copper in it, which apparently like your body needs. I don't even know what's in it. I just yeah. know it's good, so I eat yeah. it. <laughs> and I feel amazing when I eat chicken liver. Yeah. So, okay, so you had chicken liver today. That's... And I, I literally spooned it out of the jar. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> um, and I felt great afterwards. Yeah. So I don't know. Lunch is, is totally yeah. random. but Yeah. Um, and then dinner... I always have a ton of vegetables. I love vegetables. Mm. And do you cook them or? I like roasted Mm. vegetables better than raw. Yeah. Um, I love a good refreshing salad, but Mm. I honestly crave roasted Mm. veggies. Like beets and carrots. I need to get to that point where I'm craving vegetables. I love vegetables. I crave cupcakes. Okay. Um, But I crave sweet vegetables too. Uh, I love sweet sweet potato. Actually, sweet potato is so good for you especially Mm. if you eat it the next day 
So mm-hmm. it's a resistant starch. So if you keep it in the fridge yeah. and then you eat it in the morning, it has kind of removed its starchy nutrients and retained the good ones. Interesting. So sweet potato is my favorite thing. Yeah. Um, and that's sweet great potato. for breakfast. Yeah. Also. I love sweet potato. Me too. That's yeah. my favorite. Yeah. Um, and then I always have, I crave fish too. I mm. don't really ever crave red meat, which is another reason why I can't fully say that I'm paleo. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I eat a lot of fish. Okay. Um, and always wild if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's not cause it's hard, yeah. but I try. Um, so that's the typical day. And then I always have something after dinner, which that's my biggest weakness, and I try yeah. not to do that. But like you, for me, like I've got to have something. Like I have, to. I have to ca- like cap off the night with like yeah. a yogurt or like some nuts and like some fruit. Like I have to have something. Exactly. I've been eating. I have this coconut yogurt now because I try to stay yeah. away from dairy if yeah. I can. Um, I don't think dairy is necessarily bad for anybody. I just yeah. don't think I tolerate it well personally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Most, I mean, I think most people don't. <laughs> um, I think full fat, if you are going to have dairy, it's better to have like full fat dairy. 100%. Um, I think it's also really scary. Like think about maybe it was five years ago, six years ago when they announced that like soy milk actually wasn't healthy. Like remember when everyone was like, ordering soy lattes and soy milk was like this new healthy that substitute. That was such an upsetting. And then they were like, sorry, <laughs> it has so much estrogen in it. It's so bad for you. So bad. And I think the same thing is kind of happening with like these like skim milks. And they're just saying like, if you're going to have milk, just like have the whole thing. If you're going to have butter, like have like real, like Carrie's gold full fat butter. Exactly. So I feel like if, when I do have dairy, I'm like in it. I don't do like the half. No, me neither. Yeah. And that is also just made up with extra sugar and exactly. stuff. So yeah, if I'm going to have it, Greek yeah. yogurt and whole milk mm-hmm. and um, I mean I've even had cream line topped milk and yeah. had half and half in my Rice Krispies you yes. know yeah. <laughs> yeah I think social situations are difficult when you have kind of like strict guidelines and standards for what you'll put in your body I find myself falling victim to like a birthday party in the office and suddenly there are like donuts in the conference room and you're like, oh, I'll have one. And obviously you go out, you eat with friends, there's drink. So how do you kind of like maintain your diet but still socialize and like have a life? Um, do you just plan ahead? No, I mean, I think I, I probably struggled with this more than I can even remember when I first started mm-hmm. eating this way. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm so used to it and I think yeah. everybody around me is... Yeah. I, they definitely make comments and yeah. and people think that they can judge you for it. Yeah. And, um, but I think I kind of just let that go because that's awesome. In my mind, I don't want to yeah. eat anything that's bad for me, so of I'm not course, going to. Yeah. And, um, and it's like it's your body, and it's it's so interesting how people almost try to shame you. Totally. And I think that that's one of the biggest problems with what food trends have become. Yes. Because this whole idea that a lifestyle change mm-hmm. can become something that's trendy, yes. I think invites judgment. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of dismisses this lifestyle, something that's sort of of the moment or just a craze or a fad. So I think that that's kind of harmful to people's mindsets when really people should be thinking more about why people are choosing to eat this way. Yeah. And if it can help them with the issues that they have. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's kind of, I don't know. It's a it's a tricky thing, and 
I think people just need to become more educated about it and be a little bit more open to it. So the more you allow people to judge you for eating that way, the less they're going to ever learn. Yeah, no, (laughs) totally. And it's actually a perfect segue into the kind of three trends. So like, what are your, we'll start with the good. Okay. What are the three food trends that you're like most excited about that you're happiest to see? So I feel like there's kind of two segments of this one is these like big lifestyle trends Mm -hmm. that we've been talking about like the vegan paleo vegetarian kind of Mm -hmm. thing and then the smaller trends like there being chia pudding everywhere and um juice cleanses everywhere Mm -hmm. so i think both have benefits and and both can be harmful (laughs) yeah um for the diets that i don't believe in i think it's really harmful that it's super accessible and then for the things that i do believe in um, I think it's great because it does create kind of this awareness yeah. and consciousness that is really needed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say in terms of the trends that I think I've seen a lot in New York that I mm-hmm. love, um, bone broth is probably oh, one of yes. my favorite. Um, it's so good for you and so healing mm-hmm. um, and super filling, almost so too filling. where does one get bone broth? So... I have actually just tried this new place, Springbone. Okay. That's on Sullivan and West 3rd. Okay. Um, that's really good. And yeah. then in the East Village, there's a restaurant, Hearth, that actually opened a bone broth window a couple of years oh, ago. Wow. So you can just go up to the okay. window and yep. get your bone broth, and you can get it with turmeric and ginger. And that sounds amazing. It's great. I've never tried it. It's so good. Yeah, and I know it's really good for you and, like, your skin, and people swear by it. Yeah, it's really, really good. Um, I think it's unrealistic to have it every day and mm-hmm. all the time. Some people say they can. I think it's it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but that's I think that that's a great thing to be accessible to people because it's so yeah. good for you. Um, another thing that I love right now... Bulletproof coffee, which we yes, talked about. Yes, big um, fan. Yeah, I love being able to walk into a place and order that. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I usually mm-hmm. make it at home, yeah. but I think it's great that people can get their hands yeah, on that. Yeah. And then um, just generally, I think having this awareness around having grain-free options yep. available. Mm-hmm. Um, I love nuts and seeds, so being able to have granola that doesn't have oats in it is is yeah. heaven to me. Yeah. Um, and then, should I go into the three that <laughs> yes, I do not let's, like? Yes, let's just dive into the three right. things that you can't stand. I think that one's easier because there's so many things I know. that I do really like. I know. Um, if I'm totally honest, I, I don't like the vegan yeah. thing. Um, it makes me feel sick, personally, <laughs> like really physically sick, yeah. not, not sick right, in, right. in my head about it. Um, but I feel like there's just nothing good about food that's filled with soy oh, and yeah. nutritional yeast. And yeah. it just doesn't make yeah. me feel good. Yeah. And I think that there's something to be said about not eating meat and not eating dairy. But mm-hmm. I don't think that you have to be vegan to do that. Right. There's tons of places you can right. go and order a salad and veggies and, right. um, and not have anything that has dairy or meat in it and right. not be vegan. And that, right. to me, is... It's just as good. Yeah. Um, I think the vegan places tend to fill it with soy and all this weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Juice cleanses, I also think, are not great. Yeah. I think they really make you crazy. I've I've (laughs) been around people on juice cleanses. 
I've done, I've never done like days on days of juice cleansing, but I have sometimes like replaced meals with juice. And you're really just fooling yourself if you say that you're full. Like people are like, I feel great. I have all this energy. It's like, really? Do you, yeah. do you honestly have all of this energy? I think it makes people feel good because they allow their body to digest the yes. food that they've eaten. Yes, they're eliminating and, all this other crap. Yeah, yeah, which I'm all for that mm-hmm. in any way that you can do it. But I think with the juices, you're just drinking so much sugar. Yeah. And I don't know. If it works for people, I think that's great. I personally can't. Yeah. I can't stick to that. I'm yeah. starving all the time. <laughs> yeah, and exactly. I'm constantly questioning why I'm in yeah. a position why am to I be doing, doing this? this to myself. Yeah. Um, so that's not my favorite thing. And then... Agave nectar. Mm, because, this is a problematic one. Yeah, it's in everything that I want to eat. Yeah. And it really doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Like, there's so many delicious things that I want to grab or I want to buy. Mm-hmm. And then I look at the ingredients and they're great until I see agave yes. nectar. But so, because I'm, I'm, I've recently learned that agave nectar is like really bad for you. But I used to think that it was really healthy. Which is why it's a harmful trend. Right. So, um, so what's the like, so agave nectar is not good for you? No. So basically, high fructose corn syrup, which yeah. is like the devil. The devil. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Um, agave nectar is essentially a lab generated version really? of a super condensed fructose syrup. Huh. So it contains even more, I believe, fructose than a high fructose really? syrup does. Because like on the bottle, they always have like these beautiful plants and like this like nice handwriting that's like agave. It was very it's... masterfully marketed, I yeah. think, and because it comes from a plant. Right. People think that it's healthy. That it's great for you. Um, and it's not. Yeah. And you can totally taste it. It's so it's, sweet. It's so sweet. We haven't talked about superfoods. Oh. Vitamins. Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, vitamins. I saw, I guess, a doctor, an internist, which is just like a fancy kind of doctor, who basically told me that vitamins are expensive urine and like I'm wasting my time taking vitamins because you should get vitamins from the food you eat. And I don't want to believe her (laughs) because I'm like very into my vitamins. And I think I I take a lot of food supplements. So I take um, flaxseed oil, I take vitamin D, I take um, spirulina tablets sometimes, I'll add chlorophyll into my water, which Abigail introduced me to actually. (laughs) So I do all of these like kind of supplements. um, And to me, they make me feel better. But you know, you know a lot more about this stuff. Do you take vitamins? And I actually... I actually don't know that much about vitamins, okay. and I think it's probably because I feel like I'm getting yes, enough out of my eating food. Soap, yeah. Um, and spirulina, I actually will add to a smoothie instead yeah. of taking it in vitamin form. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak that brilliantly about vitamins, but I definitely take vitamin D, and yeah. I am a big believer yeah. in that. Don't you feel so much better? Yeah, I want to be a believer yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think for us living in the city, it's yeah, it's just super depressing how little sun we get Mm -hmm. um and I think it's so important for mood and happiness and everything that that we have that um and then I take cod liver oil which Uh, I also am a big believer in um that has really helped me I think with my immune system interesting yeah so I started taking it because I was getting seasonal allergies a lot and colds a lot yeah and now I take it every day and 
I haven't gotten sick in a long time, so really? I'm just gonna attribute it to that. Yeah. Um, what else do I take? Coconut oil. Yeah. But I take coconut oil in any form. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you do it with beauty? Like, does it extend to beauty treatments as well? Yeah, I will put it in my coffee. I will take a vitamin. I will yeah. put it on my face as yeah. a moisturizer. It's yeah. actually the yeah. only kind of moisturizer yeah. that I use. Yeah. Um. So. Do you put it in your hair? It's the best. I it's put really, it in my really hair. hair yeah. yeah. I use it for everything. Yeah. Um. It's my favorite. But those are really the only things. Oh, and probiotics. Okay. Because I don't think I get enough of that. Um, yeah. Because you, you kind of find that like in yogurt and stuff. And if you're not eating yeah. dairy yogurt, it's going to be kind of hard to find. Yeah. I, yeah. I eat Greek yogurt specifically to get the probiotics, but mm-hmm. I just don't think it has enough, enough strains. Yeah. Um, and I don't love... I know it's supposed to be so good for you to have fermented foods and... Um, like really what? good for you, like kimchi and oh, sauerkraut, so and Ew, anything gross. fermented is so is uh, has it's so many probiotics in it. Um, kombucha, gross. Yeah, all I of agree. those things I think are so, so I, gross. That's where I there are things that I know that are good for me, and I want to mm-hmm. love them, but I don't enjoy it. So yeah. Um, what about I um, it, but I can't. <laughs> bee pollen. I started adding bee pollen into I add bee pollen yeah everything. into my smoothies. I really like bee pollen. I love bee pollen um, too. Have you heard of moringa powder? Yeah. That's really good. My uncle sent me I've some of that. I've had that in a it. couple of my smoothies that I've gotten at, yeah. at juice places. Um, apple cider vinegar is another one that love, I love. Love. And you can also use that for beauty treatments. Uh-huh. Anything that's good enough for your body is good enough for your like face. And I agree. What about turmeric? I'm really into turmeric. I'm really into turmeric yeah. as well. Um especially since I started working out a mm. lot. I think it's really good for inflammation. Yes. Um, I love that. And a turmeric face mask is so easy. If you just add like turmeric to Greek yogurt or like an egg white, it's like the most brightening. I never you have to that. You have to try it. Okay. You're going to be, like the results are amazing, but you have to be careful because turmeric stains really badly. Yeah. <laughs> I have a robe that's like hasn't recovered from a turmeric uh, face mask session. Yeah, I think, good to know. I think all of this hyper awareness on food is so important but one of the things and like you have to keep in mind I went to an all-girls school eating disorders ran rampant Mm -hmm. and one of the things and I'm very far from having an eating disorder because I can (laughs) barely control myself but I think that one of the it's like a very interesting fine line to me between um, eating really super healthy and keeping track of every little thing that goes into your mouth and having an eating disorder Mm -hmm. and it's it's such a it's such a nuanced thing. Is it something that you've thought about? Yes, definitely. Um, I think when I first started eating really healthy, um, well, actually, it was right before that when I really wasn't feeling well, mm-hmm. um, and I was I wasn't getting old, but I was in my <laughs> I was in my early twenties. Okay. Um, and my whole life, my metabolism was always so fast, so I ate right. whatever I wanted, yeah. and then as soon as I hit twenty two, I couldn't do that anymore. But, um, okay, but you've also been like a size double zero no. your entire life. <laughs> I've always been small. I've never, yeah. I've never struggled with my weight, but I definitely was noticing that my body was huh. changing okay. and that I needed to be careful, not just because I could gain weight quickly, but yeah. because I wasn't feeling, feeling good. great. Yeah. Um, and I think being in that state and not knowing what to do about it or how I could... Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew at that age that there were ways that you could eat that were so good for you where you weren't going to feel deprived. So yeah. I think I, I kind of entered a short moment of panic where right. I thought, 
oh no, like what are my solutions and right, how right. do I become healthy and, right. and not have a mental issue over that. Right, right. Um, and I think to some extent, all girls have to be yeah. careful yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, but as soon as I realized that I could eat as many vegetables as I right. wanted and right. as much meat or fish as I wanted and I wasn't hungry and mm-hmm. I knew that the things I was eating were good for me, I yeah. think that kind of slips away. Yeah. Because you feel like what you're doing is good for yourself and you don't have to feel... I mean, if I if I messed up and had a bagel, I yeah. wouldn't be mad at myself for it. Right. You know, I just wouldn't feel good. Right. So it's like the punishment is like in how your body feels, you know, like it kind yeah. of takes care of itself. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But I can completely, I mean, I think that that's a really, it's a really tricky thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's important not to follow these kind of fad diets. Yeah. If you think that you're vulnerable to that yeah. type of stuff. And if you are really hard on yourself, mm-hmm. um, I think it's really important to find something that's sustainable for you where Absolutely. you don't have to worry about yeah. whether or not you're going to feel guilty if you yeah. fall off or if, yeah. you know, you eat something that you technically shouldn't eat. Right. And so do you weigh yourself at all? or Never. You... Never. No, I actually just went to the doctor today and was weighed. Yeah. And she didn't take my shoes off. <laughs> and you were like, wait, this isn't accurate. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to I pull mean, the scale back out, but no, I don't. It's kind of like an arbitrary, I mean, if you're, you know how you feel, right? So like, what does the number mean? Yeah. And I think you become so much more aware of mm-hmm. how your body is doing when you're, when you're eating well, because yeah. when you're not eating well, it's, it's very obvious. I mean, yeah. it's, it's one meal where you yeah. notice you've done something right. that doesn't feel right to you. Yeah. Um, and to me, I don't think that it should ever be about the number because mm-hmm. I think, well, I know muscle, it weighs more right. than fat does. And yeah. if you're working out while you're eating healthy, you could weigh more. Right. So right. I don't know that I trust yeah. the scale anyway. Yeah. I think for me, the biggest difference between having like a restrictive, dangerous, potential eating disorder and just being really mindful about what you eat is the um, emotions that you have towards food. So it's, for me, the like bad side of it is like when you get into a panic, like an actual physical panic. And I've been there before where I've been like, oh my God, I've eaten so much. And like, I actually oh, panic. Me too. Whereas when you have this like very organic, healthy relationship with food, you like feel like love towards your food. Like you feel like all these warm, happy feelings towards your food. Like you get excited for your next meal because you know it's gonna like nourish you. And like, you know, you're just like, oh, yeah. I'm so excited to go home and eat those, you know, roasted no, vegetables. No, it's true. But I think that there's something to be said about what you're talking about. Even though I eat this way, I definitely, yes, I would be lying if I said that yeah. I didn't, I wasn't hard on myself. Yes, no, I um, think. I definitely enter moments of panic where I'm like, wait, why did I just eat an entire jar of chicken liver? Like there are girls who could have had half of that jar, you know, or half of the meal that I just ate. Even my boyfriend who is a big guy. Like super healthy, right? (laughs) He's super healthy too, but he has way better self-control over Mm. portion control than I do. So I definitely struggle with, with, I mean, I eat a lot and I justify it because I know it's, it's good food, right? Right. But it's definitely sometimes it gets to the point where I don't feel good even from that because mm-hmm. I eat so much of it, yeah. And then I'm really hard on myself. So yeah. I think that that's something that doesn't necessarily go away, go away. even when you're yeah. mindful about what you mm-hmm. eat. That's real. That's that's I think a whole issue on mm-hmm. its on its own. Yeah, I think one of the most interesting I've 
I don't want to say like read a bunch of diet books because I've like perused a bunch of diet <laughs> books, but one of the best ones was from, um, he's a Buddhist monk. His name is Thich Nhat Nan, Nan, Han. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of books about like meditation and mindfulness. He has a great book called Peace in Every Step, but he has a book um, with a nutritionist and it's called Savor. And it was all about kind of taking this like Buddhist mindful approach to eating. So like when you're eating an apple, like bite into the apple, enjoy the apple, like recognize that this came from the earth and you should be grateful for it. Check in with yourself. Like, are you full? Do you need to, and I think about sometimes I'll eat, I'll put on a Netflix show and I'm kind of just, even if it's healthy, I'm eating in a non-mindful way, which I think always leads to like maybe overdoing it or like not digesting your food properly, not chewing your food properly. And I feel like one of the big things that I'm trying to do in an effort to be healthier is to be just like more mindful while I'm eating. Yeah. I think that's so important. And like, and we're stressed constantly. mm -hmm. And I think stress and not sleeping enough that messes up your cortisol. Your, yeah. What did I just call it? Uh, cortisol? Cortisol. Cortisol. Yeah, cortisol. Like cortisol. yeah no. Yeah, stress <laughs> Stress makes you extremely, like, you just, like, want to, like, grab something, especially even, like, um, emotional eating, right? Like, just eating something to, like, push yeah. the feelings away. Yeah. And like, it's, I don't want to feel this way. The, Let me just, like, eat something. The stress really messes with your hormones, and I think your hormones are so important to yes. what you crave and what you don't crave. Yeah. And it really does trigger this whole thing in your body about when when you're done eating mm-hmm. and when you're hungry and when you're not hungry and you yeah. kind of can't listen to your body mm-hmm. properly when you're stressed or when you're overtired. Yeah. Or dehydrated. So, dehydrated. so many people don't drink enough water. I definitely struggle with water. <laughs> yeah. You just have to, honestly, I've been for a few, maybe three or four years, I've been like consistent eight to 10 glasses every single day. It's honestly like I force myself. I put yeah. reminders on my phone to drink I know. water. I know. I used to, I used to love drinking water, but I find mm-hmm. I'm not that, Gotta thirsty. Just... <laughs> Even if you're not thirsty, you just have to like force it. I know. I know. But yeah, that's the mindfulness is so important. Mm-hmm. I actually traveled to Nepal when I graduated from college a couple of years ago and we were staying at a yoga ashram for the end of our trip and they would give us breakfast after an hour hike, a mm. two hour meditation and yoga oh, wow. class. And so you're awake for so long, which I was not used to at the time, Mm -hmm. um, without eating breakfast. Mm -hmm. So your body was able to digest everything that you had had the night before. Right, right. And we usually don't give our bodies that time at all. Yeah, true. And you can't really eat when you're not given the food. So you sort of start to have this appreciation for, for the fact that our bodies need food and we don't necessarily need to be eating all the time it's really just this type of thing that we should see as something that's nourishing and good for us but it's not what this modern world is where the food is around us all the time and we should be snacking in between every meal not that you shouldn't but you don't need to yeah so it really it kind of opened my eyes to to that whole thing when you're eating three meals a day and they're really good for you and Mm -hmm. you enjoy meals so much more because I saw it as something that my body needed. Right. That that was how I was going to nourish myself, not right. because I wanted it so badly. Yes, yes. And I think in, like, modern society, food has become fun, right? Like, it's just, like, we have this whole almost, like, really privileged thing, like, ooh, like, what am I going to eat for fun today? And yeah. it's really, like, it's there to nourish you and not 
it shouldn't be this, not every meal is like this festive occasion. That's yeah. why I'm really over brunch. Like when my friends are like, let's go to brunch. I'm like, can we not go to brunch? <laughs> like, I don't want to eat like eggs Benedict and drink mimosas and feel I like know. crap. Like I I'm just, I'm not interested in eating like waffles and pancakes and like all of that gross stuff. And then, you know? Yeah. And it's like a total double-edged sword too, because you become so mindful about what you eat and mm-hmm. you think about it all the time and it becomes super consuming. Right. And the more you think about that, the more you think about food <laughs> right. Right. and what you're going to make yourself mm-hmm. and what's your next meal and what's it yeah. going to be. I mean, that's, it's hard to, to balance the two, to mm-hmm. be so careful about what you eat and be yeah. really planful about it without constantly making yourself yeah. <laughs> starving. But, but even, I'm not, as, I'm not half as health, healthy as you are and I'm always thinking about my next meal. Me too, always. Yeah, it's always. like the reason for living. <laughs> what, what am I going to eat next? Well, so this is, a, this is my last question. It's okay. a question that I ask all of my guests. Um, when do you feel you're most beautiful? Oh, God. Um, I probably have serious, like, body dysmorphia, okay. <laughs> self-perception Okay. Issues. So I really, I really don't know. Um, I think I feel my most beautiful... I don't know, does it have to do with my eating? No, it, it probably, can... It probably doesn't. No, no, it could be anything. People have said, you know, when I just get out of the shower and I have no makeup on, some people say when I'm, like, super dressed up it's, and my makeup's oh, on it's point. definitely yeah. not when I'm dressed up. I actually do not feel myself when I'm dressed up. Hmm. Um, oh, that's been f- consistent, by the way. A lot of people have said that, like, what you would expect in terms of, like, when people feel most beautiful, it tends to not be with the yeah, makeup and the heels like, and the... I, have, total identity crisis when I have heels <laughs> on and, like, a nice dress and makeup on. You're like, who am I? <laughs> no, my favorite feeling, then, if it doesn't have anything to do with anything we've just talked about, is coming out of the sun. This is so bad. Mm. But having a good tan, yep. getting out of the shower and putting coconut oil yes. everywhere. Yes, yes. <laughs> okay, this is amazing. So this is my fifth episode of the podcast. On episode three, Lila's answer was being in the sun, coming in from the sun, showering and putting on coconut oil. Oh, that was her answer. It's the absolute so, best feeling and not putting any makeup on over it. Like yes. I need that to just be clean and moisturized. Yes. That's amazing. <laughs> it makes me sad summer's ending. I know. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank this was you. so fun. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.